Christian theology contains a few remarkable paradoxes that Jesus was fully God and fully human. That God is one and three, Father, Son, and Spirit, and the now and not yet of the kingdom of God. These oddities of Christian doctrine do not make simple, rational sense, and yet we're invited to seek God through these foundational paradoxes. Now, they should prepare us to recognize and avoid when we are presented with false dichotomies, sometimes called dualistic approaches, when we're told we must choose one option or another. Now, those false dichotomies are what lie at the center of our current tension around race relations, around the appropriate response to the COVID pandemic, and the best way to tend and watch over God's good creation. Today on the Disciple Science Podcast, do we have to choose? Hello, I'm Dale Gentry, and welcome to the Disciple Science Podcast. I'm an ecologist and a professor of biology and a Christian. I find great joy and harmony in my life exploring science, studying birds, and following Jesus. I started Disciple Science to produce short videos and other resources to show how integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. I'm glad you're here to join me and occasional guests to explore the intersection of science and Christian faith. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. It's summer in Minnesota. And I'm going to slow down just a little bit with the podcast. We'll continue to release episodes, but they might not be quite as regular as I take a few breaks to spend time with my family and go on a few vacations. Just wanted to give you a heads up. We hope to return to a more normal schedule in the fall. I have some actually some amazing interviews uh, set up and scheduled. Some of those might be released this summer, but just wanted to Um, let you know that if things don't come out quite as regularly, not to say that they've been perfectly regular, but I'd aim for weekly, uh, it's, we're not going away. We're just taking a little summer break. Now I live in Minnesota. If you've listened to this for a while, you probably know that by now in the United States. And, um, I don't want to make too many broad generalizations, but between the coronavirus pandemic and the racial tension, which came to a fulcrum point here in the Twin Cities with the tragic death of George Floyd and has grown into nearly worldwide unrest, it seems to me that we are experiencing unprecedented global upheaval. And I know we're tired of using the term unprecedented, and if, but if somebody has a, another circumstance for comparison, I'm all ears. Uh, so I don't want to belabor the point, but times are strange. The lack of precedent matters because we don't have as many tools to predict what is likely to come next. For example, if you're familiar with forecasting the weather, or at least as I understand how weather forecasting works, we start with what we know about the current conditions of the temperature and humidity and wind and atmospheric pressure and all that good stuff. We enter those variables into some models and compare them with historic examples of what happened when circumstances were similar to this. And we use that to create some predictions about what's likely to happen next. Now, our ability to successfully predict the weather, and I know that that's sometimes uh, something we do better uh, in certain circumstances than in others, 
it's based on having encountered these circumstances in the past. So in the midst of all this unrest, when there is no normal, speaking of uh, overused terms, we can't look to similar circumstances in the past to predict the future in any way. We're, we're stuck wringing our hands about what we ought to do in part because we don't know what to do. We don't know how any given action is going to play out. Now, we've had pandemics, but not on this scale, not with this large of a population, not with this human density, not with this knowledge of epidemiology and immunology. We can't use the past to predict what will happen here. And that's why we have such tremendous debate around how to implement social distancing and what businesses should be allowed to reopen and if we should require masks and if we should give out economic incentives and everything else that we're debating on a daily basis. Answering all of these questions would be easier if we had a similar experience from the past for comparison, something to learn from. Now, I may be making too much of this. We aren't flying blind. We have great theory in economy and uh, epidemiology and sociology, psychology, etc. for work from. But what is the best course of action and how many options do we have before us? What about the racial tension? I, I live about 10 miles north of where George Floyd died when he, when he was murdered. My, my wife and I watched in the in the weeks that followed uh, as the protests grew and turned into riots and now they've turned back into protests again um, and we mourned the situation that we that we find ourselves in there is no justice when people with brown skin feel the very officers tasked with keeping the peace and yet somehow society needs peace officers what should we do? What's the best way to fix and address all these various challenges associated with the past and present of ethnic and racial tension in the world? What's the best course of action? And how many options do we have? Lastly, we're faced with another global crisis that's taken kind of a backseat during the pandemic and the ra racial protests the environmental one, the climate change and species extinctions and pollution and water shortages, etc. What's the best course of action to prevent the further degradation of the environment, the further changing of the climate? And how many options do we have? In each of these situations, a big part of what prevents us from putting out workable solutions is the belief that we only have two options. Should we support the lives of the black and brown people that we love, or do we support the cops? Two options. Do we support the protection of the vulnerable and the elderly who are at risk from the coronavirus, or do we prop up the economy? Just two options. Do we support the protection of the environment or the development of jobs in the economy? We're presented with just two options. Many of these problems persist as contemporary hurdles rather than stories of human grace and ingenuity and problem solving, in part because we allow ourselves to get stuck into dualistic thinking. We are faced, we think, with just two options. Do we support the cops or racial minorities? Do we protect the sick or the economy, the environment or the economy? Now, much of this is derived in the United States, I think, from our two-party political system, which convinces us that we must choose between the solution offered by the Democrats or the solution offered by the Republicans. 
Now, if we compare these situations to the paradoxes in Christian doctrine, we should be able to see through this dualistic thinking. Is Jesus God or man? Nope, you don't have to choose. He's both. Who is God really? Is the Father God or is the Son God or is the the Holy Spirit God? Nope, you don't have to choose. They're all God. What's the story with the kingdom of God? Is it now or is it in the future? Yep, it's both now and not yet. Working through these topics should train our minds to see through the dualistic solutions with the current challenges we are facing. We don't have to choose between justice for black people and the justice system. Now, I'm not trying to pitch you the all lives matter line. Right now, we need to listen to those who have been marginalized, who have been oppressed, who have not experienced justice. And without question, that is our our black and brown brothers and sisters. There are many good examples in scripture from the the prodigal son to the shepherd leaving the 99 to search for the lost sheep that show us that there are times when we need to shower love and support and empathy and focus on a specific group. And now is that time. So I'm not saying that we need, you know, what about, what about the, the police officers? There'll be a time to advocate for that. Right now we need to listen to those that have been oppressed. But there will be a time in the future when our whole society needs to devise a legal system that provides liberty and justice for all in a way that we won't feel forced to choose between listening to the stories of oppression and violence imposed on black communities and the justice system. We'll need to move beyond the choice They lay before us to forge a path forward where both can thrive. We have true justice and we won't have to choose. The options laid before us and the debates between politicians are a false dichotomy. Now, similarly, we don't have to choose between protecting the vulnerable to COVID-19 and the economy. We're working as I speak to develop solutions to seek out both. And uh, the media and the politicians try to convince us that there are only two options. Either we must devote everything we have to the economy and sacrifice the vulnerable, or we must protect every vulnerable at every uh, cause and every circumstance. But that is a false dichotomy. We can do both. And since this is a faith and science podcast, and we've been talking about God's creation and stewardship, we don't have to choose between keeping the earth and sustaining the economy. That's a, that's a dualistic, false dichotomy proposed by the, I think, largely by political parties, because in reality, the economy can thrive alongside the environment. In fact, among the fastest growing sectors is the green economy that strives to offer energy and goods to our global populations without doing irreparable damage to creation. Those that tell us that we have to choose in all of these situations are trying to divide us, often in search of our votes. They want to force us to choose, but as followers of Jesus, who are accustomed to seeing through false dichotomies, to seeing through dualistic thinking, who should be constantly striving for the kingdom of God, I believe we can have both. Now, it won't surprise you to find out that I'm an optimist. 
I recognize that we will not reunite heaven and earth through the power of our own will. But just as we're called to pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, I believe that should be the target that we ha- that we lay out before us, that we should be seeking after God's kingdom, even while recognizing that we won't fully achieve it uh, based on our own efforts. So as we continue to mourn with the black community and gain awareness of the injustices that they have endured for centuries, as we continue to lament the global upheaval around the, glo- the coronavirus pandemic, as we continue to search for ways to sustain the environment without sacrificing human well-being, be comforted by the fact that while it will not be easy and it will not be simple, God is not asking us to choose between two different goods. God can redeem these messes through the grace of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Disciple Science Podcast. At Disciple Science, we believe that integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. We produce this podcast, a blog, and our animated videos to encourage you that you don't have to choose between science and Christian faith. We're a nonprofit based in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we're fully crowdfunded, so everything we do is dependent on your generous support. You can give by visiting our website at disciplescience.com. While you're there, you can also explore the rest of our resources, sign up for our newsletter, and send us feedback about what you want to hear more about in the future. You can also help by rating and sharing our videos and podcasts, liking and commenting on our videos on YouTube, and telling your friends about Disciple Science. I want to thank Caleb Davis for producing this episode and for composing our theme music. I'm Dale. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.